It's what we call a cold intro, a cold open, I guess. That's not, I don't know who we is. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Welcome to Pointless Talk. My name is Daniel Brewer. Super glad you have joined me today. Thursday. Not a, not a fun saying about Thursday, is there? You have like Taco Tuesdays, you have Hump Day and Wednesdays, Fun Day Monday, isn't it? Is that a thing? I don't know if that's a thing or not. And of course, Friday needs nothing. Friday is just Friday. But Thursday, kind of, you know, in that weird limbo, kind of like maybe maybe there's some weird thing like Limbo Thursday or, or something really silly like that. I have no idea. Hey, uh, some good news here out of the state of Florida, where I am from. Uh, the theme parks are starting to reopen. I have no idea what's going on with our caseloads of coronavirus. I have no idea if we're seeing an uptick of them since... Disney Springs reopened and since City Walk reopened, but we had a couple of theme parks reopen. Well, one of them is opening tomorrow widely. Universal Studios will be opening Friday, June 5th, widely. But Legoland was the first theme park to reopen here in Florida. Now, Legoland used to be a theme park called Cypress Gardens, which as might expect was a bunch of gardens and some cypress trees <laughs> on a literally a lovely picturesque lake now growing up as a kid that used to be on the water ski show team um you know that was where you went to go see really cool water skiing shows was at cypress gardens in fact probably like six or seven year old daniel kind of maybe wanted to be in those water ski shows when he grew up I remember there's this water skiing clown named Corky. Corky, the water skiing clown that performed at uh, Cypress Gardens. I'll have to see if I can find any. I mean, this is a long time ago. I'm pretty sure this is before color. Like not before color television, just plain before color period. Like you just saw things in black and white and people moved really fast. Is that old? But I I have to see if I can find that and everything because that seems really, I I digress. But the point is, is that Legoland was the first place to open. Interestingly enough, Legoland does not require you to wear masks. In fact, Legoland uh, has masks for you to have, like they will give you a mask and they suggest that you wear them, but they are not requiring them to be worn. So if you, if you haven't caught up here, uh, Disney Springs, when it reopened, requires you to wear masks. I believe City Walk at Universal requires you to wear a mask unless you're eating. But Lego Land, not so much. They don't require. So I don't really know how I feel about that. I don't know that I would want to be in a big group of people until I have a handle on what's going to happen with these cases ticking up, right? I, I don't know. Universal is opening on Friday. It opened yesterday for like a media preview. And I think today is for pass holders. Like, and then tomorrow's general public. Now, when I say general public, you can't just show up at Universal Studios and go in. You, you have to make a reservation online. There's a whole thing on their website where you have to make a reservation and go in. And they're limiting capacity and they're cleaning the rides. And I guess one of the videos I was watching today from Legoland, even though there was only like a five minute wait time for the rides that they went on, it took a long time for them to load the rides because every time the roller coaster would come back, they would clean all the seats and it, that took time. And it just, it's one of those things that's going to be slow. It's going to take a while for us to like kind of get into a groove here and everything. Theme parks are not going to be the way they were for quite a while. 
several months, I would say, before they get into a routine. And that, that um, several months before they get into a routine, not several months before they go back to the way. I think we're looking good year and a half before they get back to the way, anything close to the way they were. Of course, our local theme park here in Tampa, Florida is Bush Gardens. And that will be reopening on June 11th. So almost, uh, well, exactly a month before Disney opens two of its parks. Right? So June 11th, Bush Gardens and Adventure Island, which is their water park, will be opening here in Tampa. Uh, Bush Gardens will be requiring people to wear face masks and some rides will have limited seating. And they're only going to be open like four days a week. They're only going to be open Thursday through Monday. Is that four days? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, fast five days a week. So they're only going to be open five days a week from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m., at least until the end of August. So it, it'll be a, a short opening. We'll see. I don't know. You know, I haven't taken a day off in quite a while. Maybe I'll take a midday off and go over to Bush Gardens, ride a roller coaster. I don't know. It depends. Like I said, I, I really kind of want to see two or three weeks after they open what's happening in the world with, with the cases. I don't know. Same with, same thing about Disney. Although I feel like Disney is going to be opening. Well, I don't feel like it's going to be opening in July 11th. I know it's going to be opening in July because <laughs> they've announced it, right? July 11th and July 15th. But I kind of want, uh, I kind of feel like in that case, we're going to have Universal and Busch Gardens and Legoland. We're going to have a bunch of stuff that we can judge things on before. Because I think as soon as we can make reservations for Disney, definitely making reservations for Disney. I miss that place like crazy. The other good news that happened here today is that Locust arrived. At least that's what it says in my show document, because when I typed in Locust, it uh, auto-corrected it to the word Locust. So Locust arrived today, everyone. I asked for it the other day, a swarm of Locust to arrive. And in fact, uh, Locust did arrive in the Tampa Bay market today. And I know what you're asking yourself. I'm like, hey, self, what exactly is Locust? Locast is a, uh, I don't know how to describe them. They're in 19 markets across the United States. You can find out more about them at lowcast.org. That's L-O-C-A-S-T.org. Uh, and what it is, is they, they basically put an antenna in your market and then over the internet stream all the stations that they can pick up from that antenna. So all of the free over the air stations that you can get. And like I was talking about with the Tableau TV, which works on your over the air antenna is not just your primary stations that you get. There's all these, like every single primary station, ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, CW in our area, all of them have substation, like sub, sub channels, I guess. So each one of those has about five channels. Some of them play old mystery stuff. Some of them play court TV. Some of them play old television shows. There's an entire game show network that just plays old game shows. Not, not network, channel. Like these are all just free over the air things. I really, really was excited about Locast coming here back when we lived in the apartment and we couldn't put up an antenna. And so I was, you know, kind of watching it back then. So that's how I was alerted via my email today because I was on the uh, notify me when it arrives uh, email list. But now that, I mean, I've played with it, it's cool. It is really cool. You can absolutely watch live TV. Uh, and it seems to have way better tuners than I have here in the house because even some of the older stations just look upsampled, right? They, they're like doing some upsampling hardware on them to make them look even better. So they're old, you know, 4.3 standard definition 
but upsampled to look better. Uh, and I played with it and, it and it seems to tune into the stations a lot faster than here on my antenna. Cause like here on the tableau, when I change stations, there's probably a good five second delay for it to find the new signal and to, to decode it and whatnot. That doesn't seem to happen on Lowcast. The drawbacks, of course, is you can't pause it. You can't rewind it. It's, it's literally as if you had a television and you're just flipping channels. It's like, that's, that's the experience that you get there. You cannot stop it. You cannot pause it. You cannot record it. It is just, it, it's just broadcast in its truest sense, broadcast. So, uh, welcome to Tampa, Locust. So just to give you a small heads up, pretty much, I guess, for the rest of this show, we're going to talk about some politics, not, not bad politics. And we're not talking about, you know, horrible politics, just some politics that we're going to talk about on the second half of the show here. Uh, and you know, I know some people don't like listening to that. So for those of you, I guess I'll see you on Friday. Have, have, see you on Friday, everyone. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about on Friday. I kind of want to talk about, uh, late, late today, they announced that, uh, the other three policemen were charged for George Floyd and there's going to be some fallout in that. And I know I have some research articles on police getting charged with things that I want to talk. So I probably the big thing that I'll talk about tomorrow will be what that means, like police getting charged and exactly what that's going to mean. So yeah, there's always that though. You know, if you don't like politics, I'm sure you'll love that. Uh, so anyway, for those of the rest of you though, you know, stick around. We'll, 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 We'll delve into a little bit of politics. Trump says that the GOP is forced to find a new state to host its convention as North Carolina stands by its coronavirus measures. Now, if you've been following the news at all, you know that uh, President Trump has requested, not requested, he demanded that the governor of North Carolina assure him that he would be able to hold the convention in Charlotte with absolutely no changes, that there would be no uh, social distancing, that they'd be able to do everything that they were supposed to do in the way that they want to do it because baby needs his inauguration. All right. He needs to have a little whiny baby needs his inauguration, needs a big crowd, needs a lot of people and is, uh, you know, just hell bent on getting it come higher hell or high water. But uh, the, Governor of North Carolina basically said, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know why I keep saying it's Roy Cooper is his name. I don't know why I keep dancing around that. But anyway, Roy Cooper basically said, you know, no, I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. You, you, we cannot guarantee you that it, we're going to listen to our health experts and uh, it's going to be what it's going to be. Whenever the, when is the, I think this is being held in August. So it's a few months away. But this is unacceptable to Trump. So he is shopping other states to do it. However, the snag has come in and the RNC actually has contracts with Charlotte, which means that they have to do things in Charlotte, right? So they have to do a portion of the events in Charlotte. However, the night that the president accepts a nomination is not going to happen in Charlotte. Now, I have a theory. I have, I have, a, I have a tinfoil hat theory here. Every health expert that I have heard speak let me, let me rephrase that. Every epidemiologist health expert that I've heard speak is said that there almost definitely will be not only a second wave, but we may not even, it may not even, you know, dip down low enough for us to be a perceivable wave. We just may start getting a steady uptick as things start to reopen. And you're talking about 
putting people in a convention center. Thousands of delegates just crammed together inside of a uh, convention center. They're most surely going to be there breathing on each other. And so if you're Trump, if you're a big whiny baby scaredy cat, you've got to be shit in your pants, right? You got to be going like, ah, there's no way I'm getting out of this convention without catching this coronavirus because there's, uh, it's just going to take one or two people in there to have it. And, and it's, it, it, it's just crazy, right? I, there's no secret service that can protect me from that virus if someone sneezes in the front row, right? It's like, it's just that the risk is too high, but he can't look weak, right? So he's trying to force this Democratic governor into giving him something that he knows the Democratic governor will not give him, which is an assurance that he can just go on about his life. So now he gets to blame it on the Democratic governor and he gets to go and hold his inauguration speech in some more isolated area where he's not going to be around thousands of people because he's a big whiny, scary baby. But in, 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 in Trump world, right? He cannot admit that he's a whiny, scary baby because you know, he's, he's Trump. So that's my tinfoil hat theory is that he, he knew that this was, I mean, he was demanding the, the unobtainable solely for the fact so that he could save face and not put himself in harm's way. Right. He couldn't have the uh, National Guard or not the National Guard, the, the freaking military go through and like clear out a path with uh, tear gas to to get his nomination. So he'll do the next best thing. He'll hide somewhere in his bunker and accept the nomination there. But one of the things that I'm surprised didn't get a lot of coverage today was the governor of West Virginia was trying to pitch West Virginia as being a location for the convention. Almost no one thinks that it will happen there. Uh, and this guy, Governor Justice, that's his actual name. Governor Justice, it's like, is there more, is there a more West Virginia thing in the universe than someone named Governor Justice? Especially after I play this clip and you hear how he sounds. But this is, this is an actual press conference that he gave today. And this is actually what the man said. So here we go. You know, I, I wanted him to always know just how welcome he is in West Virginia and any president, you know, we should absolutely welcome all, but, as, you know, maybe not Barack Obama, <laughs> but nevertheless, we'll welcome any president. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, not, call me maybe, me- maybe not Barack Obama, maybe not the black man, oh, but, but we'll welcome any white president that might come here, you know, uh, any white president that's going to come here, we'll, we'll open him with open arms. I can't believe that it's like, it's, I had to find that on Joy Reid's Twitter account. I, I haven't seen that video anywhere other than there. So thank you, Governor Justice. What do, what is, I don't even want to look up what his first name is. It's got to be like Eustace or something. Eustace Justice, the fourth from West Virginia. Uh, the other interesting uh, audio that I heard today, which really made me laugh a lot, was this from Justin Trudeau, the Canadian prime minister, who you're going to hear him being asked a question about Trump. And then uh, here's his, here, well, I'll just play it. Here you go. You've been reluctant to comment on uh, the words and actions of the U.S. president, but we do have Donald Trump now calling for military action against protesters. We saw protesters tear gas yesterday to make way for a presidential photo op. I'd like to ask you what you think about that. And if you don't want to comment, what message do you think you're sending? Five. 
we all watch in <laughs> horror and consternation what's going on in the United States. Okay, I'm going to stop it there. You can go and watch the clip. It's like 21 seconds. I counted a little too fast, but uh, some, someone who's much better at timekeeping than I did clocked that at 21 seconds of just staring into the camera. This is a live press conference on TV. Uh, staring into the cameras and just kind of, uh, uh, I mean, it was like worse than a big fatty program. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was just, but it was highly amusing nonetheless. Uh, Justin Trudeau, a man after my own heart. And finally, I just want to wrap this, uh, put this in a bow of us talking about our politics today. By the way, let me, let me know what you think about the politics. You know what? I hear people all the time go, I don't like to listen to politics and everything, but yet sometimes I think people like, I enjoy listening to politics. So if you like listening to politics, let me know, hit me up on Twitter, say like, yeah, I like it or no, stop it. Either way. I mean, I, I'm not necessarily going to change. I just wanted to know what you thought. Uh, the president spoke tonight. I'm not talking about. Donald Trump, I'm talking about the actual president, uh, that would be Barack Obama, who gave a, uh, a speech, well, not a speech, it was more of a, he participated in a town hall meeting uh, about racial tensions and in, in relations with law enforcement during a, um, it's his own uh, foundation, the um, what is it called? My Brother's Keeper. Yeah. My Brother's Keeper Alliance, which is a nonprofit group that Obama founded right after the Trayvon Martin murders back in the, the old days. But it was just really, really nice to see the president back on television. To see some, some adult in the room saying things. Uh, and let me just read this quote here from New York Times. Former President Barack Obama threw his support behind the efforts of peaceful protesters demanding police reforms during his first on-camera remarks since a wave of protest over the killing of George Floyd convulsed the country and upended the 2020 election. Now, I, I hate that people keep having to say peaceful protesters or like some other kind of, you know, or the, the real protesters. What is there anyone out there that really believes that the people looting are the protesters? Like, yeah, okay. They're occupying the same space They're They may be in the same place, but they're not the same people. People don't go out and protest and stand and talk politics with a whole bunch of other people. And then suddenly go, Oh, you know what though? I really want to get that uh, purse out of that window. over there. It's like such a tiny, stupid percentage uh, you know what I'm saying? If you were to draw a Venn diagram of protesters and looters, I guarantee you the, the, the intersection of those two things is incredibly tiny. Obama went on to say, for those who have been talking about protest, just remember that this country was founded on protest. It's called the American Revolution. Every step of progress in this country, every expansion of freedom, every expression of our deepest ideals have been won through efforts that made the status quo uncomfortable, said Mr. Obama, who adopted a conciliatory tone that contrasted sharply with Mr. Trump's tweets and public remarks. And we should all be thankful for folks who are willing in a peaceful, disciplined way to be out there making a difference. God, I miss him. I can be reached on Twitter. I am at Daniel Brewer. I can be reached on email. In email? On email? I can reach by. No, let's just change that to by. I can be reached by email. I'm Daniel J. Brewer at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can use the message me feature on the Anchor app if you want to. Or you can send me a voicemail in, in via email. You know what I'm saying? Record your voice. Send it via email. It's a really simple, simple, simple thing to do. Uh, and there you go. Uh, like I said, tomorrow we're going to see what we're going to I don't know. I'm working on this policeman thing. So maybe we'll talk about that. Maybe we won't. I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow. 
if you're here. 